You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here and you're listening to a new edition of Music Growth Talks. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast where I invite guests, different experts of the music world to talk about different growth strategies and tactics immediately applicable to musicians. Uh, We talk about business, marketing, creativity, anything that can help an artist build a sustainable career. And uh, uh, today's show will be a bit more on the inspirational side. I do hope that uh, uh, it will resonate with uh, some of you in particular. And uh, today's guest, Philip Ryan Block, uh, is... uh, is an amazing and inspiring mind who has been doing a lot lately to bring awareness to uh, the issues of uh, mental health, especially in the music community. Uh, this is the topic that uh, recently people in the business and artists have started talking about, but it's still sort of a new development. Uh, We covered it on this very show a few times, but I'm really glad to uh, get back to the topic in a bit more detail right here. Check out uh, Ryan's The Open Heart Collective show. I'm linking to it in the show notes. Everything we talk about um, is linked right there. So go to datamusic.com, find uh, a post about this episodes and uh, check out the links at the bottom of the post Uh, and uh, yeah I mean besides that of course there are some practical business tips as well uh, because Ryan is uh, is great uh, branding and marketing expert as well be sure to listen to these episodes in full for uh, various kinds of insights and uh, I would really like to hear your thoughts so please uh, do go on your preferred social media profile tag Ryan and me as well I'm Meta Andrew on most of the social media platforms out there on Instagram for I'm Andrew Abanov. Uh, so please do tag us, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, comments on SoundCloud, a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever you prefer. You can also drop us an email. So please do share your thoughts. And if you want to uh, hear more of these kinds of uh, stories and topics covered, uh, do let me know so I can see it for future episodes of Music Growth Talks. Thank you a lot. And here we go. A conversation with Philip Ryan Block. Ryan, welcome to Music Growth Talks. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Finally making this uh, call. Have been in touch with you for a few weeks now. Yeah, so let me know for the record this time. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Andrew? Uh, fantastic. It's just I'm envied. I know that you're outside in, in the weather is nice. It's sort of the same here, but I'm trapped in a room and it's just freaking hot <laughs> to be honest i just realized it like uh when we started recording but all good overall so yeah really glad to have this conversation with you i've got uh, a bunch of questions for you i've got uh, uh, quite a few topics i i hope we will discuss but um if you don't mind uh, could you share uh, some details and and explain what one of your latest projects the open heart series 
uh, is about. I'm just really, really interested in the topic uh, you cover there. And I just thought maybe you would mind to start by introducing that project of yours and why you are doing it. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. I, actually, it's one of those content series that um, I think a lot of us need to be talking about more. But the Open Heart Collective is a uh, is a show that was created from a conceptualized idea that, that started back in 2013. A good friend of mine and now business partner back in 2013 were wanting to find a way to share our stories. So the original inception of the Open Heart Collective was going to be this online interactive book where I could go on and write my story, you'd go and write yours, Tommy would go on and write his, and, and so on and so forth, because the mission was my story might not help you, but your story will help someone else. And so fast forward from 2013 to earlier this year, I was in March, I was like, I wanted to do a, a month of mental health awareness video because alliteration, <laughs> it just rolled off the tongue. And quickly in the first episode, I kind of had this, this realization that what my intention of doing with that particular content series for the month of March closely resembled the mission for the Open Heart Collective. So midway through the episode, I actually changed the name of it to the Open Heart Collective and uh, repositioned the branding moving forward. But um, it's a series around mental health and the stories that we don't talk about. We're in a really weird place in history right now where, especially in the business world and in the music world, we're being taught this rhetoric that we have to do a lot of stuff, that we always have to be hustling, that we have to constantly be on the offense, that we always have to be moving, always doing any of these other kitschy buzzwords that you hear throughout social media. But it's interesting because the one thing that we're not on the offensive about is our own mental health. And more importantly, the mental health of the community of those around us. And being a music, musical fan first, I'm honestly tired of waking up and opening Facebook and hearing about Chris Cornell, the Chris Cornell's Chester Bennington's of the world. And I felt it was time to make a change. And I figured if nobody was talking about it, I should start. And my voice is pretty damn loud. So I figured it could be, it would be a little bit hard to be ignored. <laughs> so, I mean, that was, that was the initial realization. And now it's really become, it's really becoming something entirely greater than what I had thought it was going to be. And that to me is so important. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you did start this series and, um, the message resonates with lots of our listeners, I'm sure, and with musicians and music industry professionals as well. And it's still very, very uncommon to to talk about the issues related to uh, to mental health and how unhealthy the industry often is, because we are somewhat, you know, we just uh, supposed to be happy for working in the music, but uh, it just, uh, yeah. It has to be brought up, and um, yeah. So, do uh, as as a teaser to uh, those listeners of us who want to learn more. I'm clearly linking to the Open Heart Collective in the uh, show notes. There is a video and audio versions, and uh, yeah. So it's uh, easy to find out more and watch it online in real time because you do record these as as live streams, correct? Yes, these are definitely. Um the reason why I broadcast them live, well, I broadcast them live initially. I mean, I go live on Facebook, and then I go live on Instagram. And uh, going from 
being that the conversation and subject matter is mental health and the fact that we live in a very produced world, a very edited world. What I wanted to do is I wanted to make the conversations very open, very raw and very real. So actually, I don't do any editing whatsoever other than at the intro, if there's any tech glitches, making sure that in the final version on YouTube and, and uh, the audio form that that's cut out because nobody needs to listen to five minutes of a technological glitch. But yeah, it's all every bit of it is live because it has to be. Yeah, no, that that does make sense. Uh, so really cool. And uh, also linking to, to, to that and to your Facebook page. So anyone interested in can watch it live. So um, yeah, so just as, as a teaser of sorts, maybe you can share a sample story shared by one of your guests or uh, give us some examples of the stuff you've covered there so far. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of been all over. I mean, I guess I, let's, I mean, let's speak to the guys in the room or the guys listening to this. Oftentimes we were raised to not talk about things. And uh, one, of the, one of the guests that I had on the show was a, uh, another podcast host, creative, an architect actually out of South Carolina. And um, he was raised in a very like, you don't do this. Like you're in a very stereotypical patriarchal family. And he wasn't able to really talk about how he felt which forced him to bottle things up. And I mean, I don't know about you, but if I bottle things up, I explode. And um, especially in the African-American culture, like men aren't supposed to talk about this. Like this is, and I mean, him, so for him to, to, to openly share his story was incredibly compelling. But I mean, there's not any one moment that's been greater than the other in the show because each and everybody, each individual story is different. And has a different impact and has a different resonance with me, with with the guests. But I, th- I think the one biggest takeaway that I've gotten so far personally from, from doing this is when I get these messages on, on Instagram in particular of, hey, I, uh, I watched your video. I was, I was taking part in this and I felt like you were talking directly to me. And it's those moments that I can't even put into words how it feels yeah. because it's something absolutely incredible. Yeah, you're, yeah, we've, uh, especially when you're covering topics like you've been covering, just, I guess, something to, uh, to experience in, uh, real time, uh, on, uh, the next episode of the show is your streaming it live or just uh, watch some of the recordings. So once again, we're linking to it all. So you've been doing some, uh, some other related work here as well. Do you mind uh, talking about the, uh, the non-profit I've uh, spotted on uh, a mention of which I spotted <laughs> on your profiles because I don't know anything about that. But yeah, you tell me. Absolutely. So back for those of you guys who don't know who I am, I started a record label back in 2011. This record label quickly became my passion project. But as, as you guys know, being in the music world, passion projects don't necessarily always equal paychecks. Or there's a lack of, I mean, the music business, we, we, we all know this space very well. We all know how inconsistent, how many variables, how stressful, all of those types of things. But back in March of last year, in March 2017, I got connected to an individual by the name of Ray Archie. Ray Archie is, a, um, runs, is the executive director of an organization called Notes to the Soul. Notes to the Soul is a music industry nonprofit focused around career development and education in the music space. The mission being that we go to school to learn a skill, but we're never taught how to build a business or a career from that skill. 
And he took that ethos and adapted it to the music world. So he was also at the time launching a conference called Music Makers. And I ended up speaking in August out at, at the first, at the inaugural Music Makers event. And uh, from there, we just bonded instantly. And I mean, we bonded instantly in, in Austin too. But in New York, it was different because it was, it was a lot of intimate connection. And um, we have, we went from, okay, we're going to collab about this event to, okay, well, how can we change the world? And um, the music world, as you very well know, is one of those worlds that's, that needs a bit of a disruption. Yeah. So. Yeah. You did mention the uh, label. It's, I think it's a good time to, uh, to talk about your kind of uh, where, where, you, where you started in the industry, what you've been doing for quite many years. Uh, I, I've just been really curious about some of your latest projects. So thanks for sharing that. We may get back to some of those. But yeah, business-wise, because you, you, you do have a lot of projects uh, going on. <laughs> and uh, the, in the independent year, your record label is one of those. So um, you seem to be doing things uh, quite differently. You have your own approach there with, uh, and with the sounds and with who you work with. Uh, yeah, so mind uh, sharing what uh, you've been doing at uh, independent year. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, one of the more intriguing statuses from from a business perspective is the fact that we've actually transitioned independent year into the non-for-profit to be, make one of the world's only non-for-profit record labels. That was an interesting transition. So I built a company, and then I inevitably donated that company. <laughs> It was a pretty intense move. But I mean, th this year has been incredible. I think we've already put out close to 20 releases. We're slated to put out at least another 20. I think we'll be close to, to nearly 50 releases by the end of the calendar year. And uh, we're working with all types of musicians from, from this Latin jazz salsa artist, Alfredo De La Fe, to Chicago-based singer-songwriter Dylan Lloyd, to... I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But the one consistent point across all of those different artist relationships is that each and every one of those artists are storytellers, regardless of the genre. So if there are metal band core 10 out of Orange County, California, or whether there are blues rock band out of, out of Cincinnati called The Summit, every single artist has a story. So a lot of what we're looking into doing right, or moving into right now is partnering with cause-based music, with cause-based organizations that closely sit with the musician or the particular song so that we can partner on a higher level with the cause not as well as the artist to push forward the, the cause and to raise even more awareness so i mean we're just we're doing things differently and i guess that's what's really exciting to me so it's like brand partnerships but in the non-profit space and this is what you help your artists with in a way yeah. and just to clear it up it's now so independent ear is about of notes to the soul which you just talked about a few minutes ago right Correct. That's an interesting move. I mean, I haven't, I personally haven't seen this being done. And uh, for, so a question would be for those artists, I know quite a few musicians who do stand for particular causes, who really care about particular themes, to, uh, topics. And like last year at, at Ripaban, I, I moderated a panel with a few really cool musicians who uh, stand for animal rights and vegans mm -hmm. and as, as an example I, i was really 
uh, immersed for for a few months, like discovering this whole space and uh, and and discovering musicians who uh, do a lot to to support a very particular cause. But not many of them, what I noticed personally, work with uh, with organizations. Uh, they they seem to be at times disconnected. So it still feels to like a challenge for some musicians who have songs about particular causes or who have something to share, who, who can do some cool stuff to connect with the right organizations. So uh, definitely, yeah, some help here is needed. Do you have any, an advice to to those artists who who think that they genuinely can do something with uh, a particular type of nonprofit? Maybe they don't have the exact name in mind, but, you know, they know what space they are in. Right. I mean, do your research, right? Figure out, okay, hey, I want, I'm, I'm interested in this cause. So do your research and reach out to them. I mean, the, the biggest way that you can break through anything is communication. And if you're willing to openly communicate and be vulnerable, they're going to be willing to listen. But if you're coming at them from a position of, hey, this is what I need, you're going to lose. So that, that's where people get it twisted, is stop making it about you, make it about them. Stop making your music about you, make it about the fans. Like that's the key because when you can do that, then you just have, there's no choice but to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Do you have any fresh recent examples of uh, really interesting collaborations between an artist and the nonprofit? Uh, let's see. It, it doesn't have to be an epic, you know, case study. Just anything that resonated with you personally or where, you, you know, you participated in, in uh, orchestrating a campaign. Well, I mean, we... I mean, it's not necessarily of a direct relationship with a nonprofit, but it's um, when you make it not about you, amazing things can happen. Here's an example. So I've got one of the artists that I mentioned earlier, Dylan Lloyd. Uh, he's based in, here in Chicago next to me. And uh, one of the things he's been doing for the last four years to really connect and make it about his fans is he's been doing this thing called Fan Love Friday, where every Friday, maybe Saturday if he's running late, what he's doing is, is he's creating a singular piece of content, micro content, around a particular fan. So if you were a fan of his music, and then what he's done over and above that is, is he started doing this, what he calls his Family Friday Tour, where he'll go and he'll do personal one-on-one -on -one meetups with the, these fans that he's identified through this Family Friday process. So, and, and I mean, now he's, he's getting ready to have his 10th consecutive top 100 charting record on iTunes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that when you don't make it about you, good things happen. And, and that would be a really solid example of that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so so w if I understand correctly, when you're looking for new artists to sign to the label, for example, if you as you've been doing that, you, you've really been paying attention not just to the sound as you've got quite eclectic selection here, but to the stories the artists have uh, had, have been telling. Do, yeah, do, do you have any, yeah, so maybe there are particular indicators that kind of, you know, have been just showing you that it's someone you may really work uh, well with. So I'm um, just to give you an explanation, I'm thinking of uh, translating it into uh, practical tips for, uh, for our musicians. We're talking about some really cool important global things here but you know when it comes down to very tactical stuff like you know social media marketing and branding how you present it online maybe you have any kind of recommendation on how to present your story online 
just so it's um, easy to follow and uh, you know just so it resonates better both with the fans and industry professionals like yourself right i mean the biggest piece i mean when you're telling your story is allow yourself to be vulnerable and be genuine in how you speak because when because so many people example so i was at a social media conference in charleston south carolina last week and i was blessed enough to be able to to speak at that conference and what was what turned into a roundtable or what was supposed to be a roundtable turned into a keynote session okay <laughs> and um which is fun how that happened so i had i had a 45 minute spot right i thought this was going to be an open conversation well my subject matter was around brand collaborations right you and i are doing right now is a brand collaboration we're pulling your brand and my brand or the brands that we represent together and we're telling a story so being that my subject matter was around a collaborative environment, I actually opted to make it a full room roundtable session. Meaning, I said from the beginning, all right, guys, like, here's my story. But I want to know what you guys want to talk about. Because this was day two of the conference. Uh, there had been a lot of talking heads, a lot of people just standing up on the podium and, and saying that and just spitting social media rhetoric. But what they weren't doing is they weren't giving anybody actionable, true actionable steps to proceed their businesses or their brands forward. So rather than speaking in a, in a position of rhetoric for them, I said, all right, I'm going to make it about them and we're going to talk about what they want to talk about. And through that instance, a lot of people came back to me and they said, that was incredible. Like you took a subject matter on collaborations and made it a fully collaborative environment. And that was just and honestly, one of the best experiences of my life. I'd, I And now I'm getting into a position where I'm going to go towards speaking full time by this point in time of next year. And so you have to allow yourself to change and be vulnerable, but also know that sometimes change is good. And that curveball that smacked you upside the head was needed. So I'll, I'll let the listeners pull from that what they will. But I think that's a good example of allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open to change. And most importantly, open to criticism and then just seeing what kind of amazing things can happen from it down the road. I mean, yeah. and now I'm going back to South Carolina in, the, in nearly a month and I'll be back down there doing more business. So it's like it's just incredible what happens when you allow yourself to be vulnerable. I bet you, uh, the, the, the uh, people in the attendance in the room appreciated your move. So it was like a, a panel turned into a keynote speech, turned into a workshop on collaboration. With everyone in the room involved, it's uh, it, that's a good move, and uh, the message is clear to me at least, and uh, it's yeah. something applicable to you know any artist out there, really, because uh, um, fans, music fans, music listeners uh, see that they feel when a musician is being vulnerable, and that's why great music is just uh, being picked up by. By listeners, and uh, this is how, why uh, people start interacting with uh, musicians on social media as well. It's not just about uh, the algorithms and uh, just the quality of content, but um, yeah, how how much you open up sharing something, and uh, it's interesting how it can make it can help you do more business. I don't think that a lot of musicians realize that uh, this is a path to to getting more business done. And uh, establishing new connections and networking, because uh, it still feels, I think, many feel that you you will need to be, I don't know, tough and professional, quote unquote, you know, 
and just create this kind of um, particular image, whatever they feel successful artist uh, needs to be seen at as. So that's a really interesting insight. I think that's, yeah, a lot of our listeners can can see some amazing results if they apply this idea of being vulnerable and opening up. Do you want to uh, to talk about anything uh, uh, else you've been uh, onto lately? Because I've j- I've just you know going through uh, everything you've been doing and uh, and been just amazed by the the the, the quality of of uh, all the stuff you put out there and uh, you have a distinctive voice. But yeah, I'm just curious if you've got something in particular you're really excited about that you'd like to you know chat I about. I mean, honestly, Andrea, just everything i mean most things in my life are exciting right now we've got some new talent putting that's going to be putting out some amazing records throughout the rest of this year uh some incredible tour opportunities that are happening with some of our artists i'm getting into the ability personally to to speak more and to travel which i haven't done very much of until really this year and uh, it looks like i said i'm going to be doing more traveling this year and There's a lot more collaborations coming and a lot more opportunities coming because I'm in I'm in varying levels of, of different businesses and it's the ability just the direction that every single thing looks like it's heading into right now is surreal. It's really hard to kind of put it to words how I feel other than elated. I mean that that's a good definition for right now. But yeah, some interesting brand collaborations, some interesting partnerships, some stra- uh, interesting strategic business moves that are all kind of coming down the pipeline right now. And then some dynamic shifts in relationships and uh, some transitions on, on the personal end are going to be happening as well that, that are necessary. Because I, the one thing that, that we as human beings are, tend to do is we allow ourselves to get comfortable But yet inside of that comfort, we get so uncomfortable and we end up sacrificing. And that's a huge part. Like, I understand we have to compromise, but we shouldn't have to sacrifice us to do what we need to do in, the, in life. I mean, so I'm chosen to not sacrifice. I've chosen to go all in on everything. And that is been an incredible move because it's just been really six to eight weeks since that, since I've made that. I'm going to go all in on every single opportunity that's presented to me type of mo- movement. And since then, incredible things have happened. So I, I guess musicians to, to the musicians out there, be willing to see the forest through the trees and, and stop criticizing yourself so much. Uh, we're all going to make mistakes. All things are going to happen in our life and in our world that are going to make us uncomfortable, that are going to force us to change. But And the chain, that portion of change can be horrifying. But what's on the other side of that moment of change is necessary. It is an incredible thing, but you have to be willing to go through the shit to get there. And then, I mean, in the, in the music sphere in particular, like, I really don't think musicians understand the power that they have in this world. These days, uh, it's I especially, I think that, uh, that the power of music is kind of lost. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's still there, but uh, artists don't. Don't let's realize let's the... talk about let's talk about that for a moment. So, music is the strongest art form on the planet Earth. Right? No other art form stronger than it ever. And I'll challenge anybody who disagrees. Well, I do agree. You, <laughs> I know. I've had somebody disagree with me, but I, I kind of put them in their place pretty quick because they, their argument was that film is really moving. I'm like, film without without audio is nothing. But 
Okay, so musicians. And uh, Andrew, I think you've you've had this moment. I know I've had the moment. Like when you're uh, rewind back to when you were 16, 17 years old, you're in a new relationship as a teenager, right? And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm 34. So for me, when I was a teenager, it was the radio, Spotify, and Apple Music didn't exist yet. But um, so I was, and you were in the car in that new relationship, and that one song came on the radio, right? And it was that moment that kind of signified, like, I'm kind of an, like, uh, nervous, anxious, tense, awkward energy. Like that moment when your palms get sweaty and your heart starts racing and all of a sudden you're like, and then that moment happens in that relationship, right? And then all of a sudden you don't hear that song for a decade, right? And you hear that song and all of a sudden your body goes back, your entire physiological system, the entire physical physiology that's not the right word your entire body goes is transported back to that moment in time right so you don't hear that one song that signified that one moment and then you hear it again all of a sudden every part of your nervous system starts to react your true. hands get clammy true, your heart true. starts racing Been there. you kind of like frantically look around the room as if you're reliving that moment so think about it music is not only the most powerful art form in the world but music is the only art form that can cause you to time travel that's uh that's quotable at the least but think of, i mean and yet musicians routinely give up their power for no reason that's the power that a musician has so why not accept it yeah. why not allow yourself to be able to accept it i'm glad we uh talked about that bit uh <laughs> really important points really important i mean we all are in this music space and we don't often talk about uh, about such topics as the power the actual the real power music has in the world it can be uh, f- consumed for free uh, and there may be some wrong things with uh, with the business side of music but yeah at the same time it's never been easy to reach people uh, in some ways with your music as an independent musician so we are not going into the topic of the markets being oversaturated and so on but Yeah, so musicians do have uh, a power to to move people and to to affect people's lives. Lives, it's 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 really something. Yeah, we should do a separate uh, podcast episode on uh, the topic alone. I think. <laughs> I actually, I think I, I I interrupted you, so you're yeah. Feel free to resume what you were talking no, I mean, about, that, but but that, the the point, the message is clear. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. Like people get it twisted. People take things in moments and life for granted, right? You get one fucking shot at this thing. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse on your show. I curse on mine, but like you get one shot, yeah, right? And what do we do? We squander it. We don't live to our full potential because our full potential is terrifying. We don't go after what we want because what we want might make us seem like we're selfish, might make us seem to the outside world like you're doing something wrong, but yet what the outside world fails to realize is that that thing that you want to do that's maybe that may appear as wrong to them is the most right thing in the world for you. Now, I understand that we have, we have to put others ahead of ourselves and I get that, but there's only so much sacrifice that you can do before you lose you and nobody can make your impact like you can, right? Like everybody's impact is different. Everybody's purpose is different, but it's the ability to know what yours is and how to effectively deliver it and live it for you, right? Because let's talk about the mental health sphere real quick. Let's go back to that. Yeah, sure. 
I mean, we're all sacrificed our own happiness a lot, right? Because of relationships, because of the almighty dollar or whatever currency in whatever spot of the world you're in. And yet we do that because we think that that's going to drive our happiness in the end because it's going to allow us the freedom to do what we want to do. But the moment in happiness that you sacrifice now, is it worth it in the end? So, I mean, looking at mental health, looking how all of that affects relationships, like you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. People don't understand us. We are wired so differently than everybody else in the sphere. Than any other human being who doesn't have this entrepreneurial tendency in their DNA, we are wired so differently, which makes there to be a lot of stress and a lot of unhappiness and a lot of inconsistencies in relationships, unless that other person wholeheartedly understands that approach, understands that that's the life. Like, I've lost relationships because of my choice to move. Like, I have. It's not pleasant. And I'm in a stressful circumstance now that it's because one doesn't get the other. But it's what are you willing to do to make yourself happy in the end? Because it's your happiness that's going to drive the happiness of the people around you. Because when you're living you, you can help other people do what they do. And yeah. that's what's important. Yeah. Resonates with uh, uh, with me what you are saying. And it seems like you're going for quite a lot right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, it does sound like it's, it's uh, quite an intense, but uh, also exciting period for you. Uh, you the, the energy uh, that I'm, I'm feeling talking to you is contagious. Uh, so I hope that our listeners feel it as well. Uh, I really hope that everything works out for you the way you want to, because I mean, I don't think there is a, a chance for things not to work out based on what you are saying. So I'm just looking forward to hearing about the successes of yours and new projects and all the good stuff. We should definitely keep in touch about that all and, uh, and have another conversation in a year or two and kind of reflect back to what you're you you mentioned on this show yeah and uh for those listeners of ours who want to learn more about uh about your project there is quite a few we've talked about <laughs> most of them but not all and uh and uh, yeah so uh for those uh maybe on the go who want to check you out real quick and follow someone what's the best platform because to me it feels like you're really active on instagram but just, uh, yeah, what's, what's your key kind of handles and uh, where people can, can find more about you in what's the best way to do so? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, as you mentioned, the best platform to find me on and to kind of get, get connected to me and, and then allow me to kind of connect you to the various sides of what I do will definitely be Instagram. And then you can find me on that platform under my full name, Philip with two L's, P-H-I-L-L-I-P. Ryan, R-Y-A-N, block, all one word, all lowercase. And I mean, you can easily contact me there. I made myself overly available on that platform. But I mean, I'm also starting to step more into LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Obviously, podcasts are available or where the podcasts are. And all those links and stuff are in my profile. So you can click one button and then it takes you to all the, like, the 20,000 things I've got going on. <laughs> and uh, and that, I just spend a lot of time on the platform personally. So that's going to be the best way to get to get in touch with me. And if you guys are want to go so far as to directly reach out, I mean, my phone number is in my Instagram profile. Like all you have to do is hit the call button and it'll ring my phone. <laughs> and not my not my assistant's phone, not anybody else's, mine. 
the cell phone that I'm holding in my hand that nobody can see because this isn't a video. But uh, <laughs> not many people do that, so I wouldn't do that. Um, so that's really uh, that that's special, and and that's 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 a really cool move, I think, because only very very few people will use the opportunity. Uh, so maybe these will be the very right people who you want to chat other you know uh, with other phone. So excellent. I mean, and once again, everything is in the show notes as well on the data music blog. So in the post about uh, these very episodes, and uh, yeah, you've got the link tree link page with all the links on the Instagram mm-hmm. profile. So that's definitely a good place to an easy place to start uh, discovering more about you. So. And here, yeah, I've got finally my my cat uh, screams to get inside uh, the room. Uh, <laughs> anyway, right. Thank you so much for everything you shared with us. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, we're all here. Looking forward to checking out uh, what uh, what what you are into, what's happening in the coming months, and um, uh, good luck with uh, the upcoming speaking engagements. Hope there will be a lot of interesting uh, opportunities for you and. Um, Really appreciate you being on the show. Absolutely, Andrew. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And then, I mean, if there's anything that you come across that uh, you think might have some interesting synergy, I'd, I'd love to to help or be, be also become a part of it. So obviously, I can't see everything all at the same time. So no matter how big my team gets, but uh, it would be it, the more connections that we can do, the better. And um, at least that's that's what I that's kind of what my life is right now. So. Definitely. But um, yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you again, and uh, we'll definitely need to catch up. And I'll keep following and staying paying attention to what you're working on, and uh, look forward to seeing what your adventure has ahead of you as well. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thanks to Ryan once again for sharing his stories and insights. Uh, I I did like the conversation with him, and uh, I kind of like the format. Let me know what you think about this show in the comments um, on whatever platform you prefer. Uh, and uh, as a side note, as a reminder, uh, one of the uh, best ways to connect with me and also to support this show and everything else I'm doing is to become my patron, which is just one dollar per month, which is more about um, showing that you want to hear more from me. So to understand one of the uh, ways I treat Patreon as a platform, as, as a way to allow people who want to really hear more from me to show that you do care and you uh, will not be bothered by, you know, me sending you lots of stuff and thoughts on, usually on music, marketing, business and so on, you know what I'm focused on. In any case, if you're interested, go to patreon.com forward slash Andrew Abanov, check it out, consider becoming a patron, uh, completely up to you. And back to what we talked about with Ryan a bit, about uh, him being available via, uh, you know, just, you know, via his phone number, he lists this publicly and you can call him anytime. I mentioned that I would not do that, but I actually am very available via text so uh, there is uh, my uh, US based super phone number even short just uh, uh, text me anytime uh, at this number one of the ways also to find it is to go to my Instagram profile instagram.com forward slash Andrew Abner 
meta entry is my personal profile, but if you want to uh, find my professional one with this phone number listed, uh, just go to Instagram. Yeah, so just a side note, I will reply your text messages, it's just that you may not be able to call me necessarily. Yeah, so this is pretty much it. Uh, once again, looking forward to hearing your thoughts and uh, be sure to check out uh, the uh, next episode. We're working on some really cool um, shows right now and uh, there will be lots more coming uh, in the fall and winter of this year. So stay tuned. Thank you a lot for subscribing and listening. Until next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.